Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay. Well, I can't even really see you. I mean, you have to be able to see me. We can't have a podcast conversation without you seeing me. If we don't run to each other's heart. That is not a song. We'll never too far apart. That's from the Goofy movie. Well, in this season, I'd like to stay a little further apart than normal. You know what? Maybe the Goofy movie is what we need in our lives. Is that the answer? It could be. I don't think that's the answer. Well, I've been thinking about us instituting a Friday night movie night with the fam. I like that idea. And my first question was like, but what will we watch that we can all enjoy? And I feel like a Goofy movie is the answer. I do not agree with this assessment. The Max and Goofy are on a road trip and they are going to see a Powerline concert in L.A. That still does not sell me on this being a good idea. Could we watch Armageddon as a family again? My number one favorite Disney movie of all time is, do you know the answer? Mac and Me. That's not Disney. Mulan is obviously the choice, the animated version. Are you going to make a man out of me? And I already did. Hello. And my second favorite Disney movie of all time is a Goofy movie. How is that even possible? There are literally 400 million I Disney movies to choose from. That movie. A goofy movie is not even, it wouldn't even have made the list Do you of know? Of have Dis- you seen that movie? No, but I won't. Ugh, I'll never, are. I will never watch it. Well, I don't think it holds up now, but if you saw it for the first time when you were 12, you would highly enjoy it. Can I ask you a very serious question, yes. real quick? I don't mean to get off topic. Yeah. Do you think you're selling a goofy movie well by saying that it doesn't hold up well now as you're asking if I want to watch it this Friday night? What I'm saying is that were you to watch it as a 45-year-old grown man, I don't know that it would be as enjoyable to you if you were re-watching it as a memory from your childhood. Do you think the same could be said of Armageddon? No, Armageddon always holds up. Okay, I think we know what we're watching on Friday. <laughs> uh, just uh, Armageddon is one of those movies. We did watch it with our kids about a year ago. Harry Stampler. We really, you forget the movies of your youth that there were things in them that were, like, you watched them as a kid. Yeah. But as a parent, you're like, who let me watch this? I can't believe that I was able to watch the gazelle prancing it, yes, across right. the belly we had Liv Tyler. of Liv We Tyler. had to fast forward some scenes. And the kids loved it. Ford Hollis still, still to this day, gets teary-eyed talking about the end of Armageddon because he was so touched Harry. that Harry saved us all. Harry. The, the complicated relationship of Harry and Ben Affleck's character is something we could diagnose on eight episodes of the Rise Together podcast. What if that's a new thing that we're going to do? You know what? It might be a nice distraction from what's, what's happening. going on, <laughs> which is actually what today's episode is about. That's real. We have gotten 
thousands at this point, questions from y'all about how we are, um, as a couple, managing the stress and anxiety of everything that's happening with the coronavirus, as well as how we as parents are doing that. And so we thought we would share some things for us that have been helpful. We hope that they will be helpful for you. And it's going to be my new habit now to say what day we are recording episodes. I think it's a good idea. This is being recorded on March 25th. Because I just feel like things move so fast now that we're recording stuff and then five days later, the world is a different place and the thing that we recorded feels untimely. So I just want you to know the this is what is happening on March 25th in our lives and some of the things that we're doing to... to, to Try our best. To do our very best. And the, the, the thing is, I don't even like to say survive because yeah. I, I actually would hope for anyone listening that just being a little more intentional in how you process this change of pace can be more than survival. That there is an opportunity for you to come closer to thriving than surviving in this, though it's going to just take a different kind of work. I'm Rachel Hollis. And I'm Dave Hollis. And we're married. For like 15 years. And we have four kids. That's like a thousand kids. We've been foster parents to four kids as well. And we're running a business together. That's a lot of things. It is a lot of things. But we know that it's possible to have an exceptional relationship regardless of the stresses you have in your life. So if you want some tips and tricks on how we get through all the things, this is Rise Together. Yeah, and I also really want to be mindful of the fact that we understand that there are people listening to this right now who are struggling financially, who have lost a job, who have family members who are sick. Like, the, uh, we we understand. Oh, yeah. And so know that the things that we are saying are not said lightly. Sometimes the bravest thing that you can do is still fight for joy and fight for levity and fight to be brave even when it feels like the world is burning down around you. It's real. So in no particular order, some things that we are doing that may or may not help you. Uh, for sure, the number one thing that we are doing right now is we are finding constructive ways to stay busy around our house. Oh, yeah. So we chose to start self-quarantining two weeks ago at least 10 days ago yeah yeah uh so i mean i worry about the day when the house is fully organized and we're not there yet we've got a lot of cabinets and nooks and crannies that still can be cleaned out and and made spiffy but it's a never-ending journey we're never <laughs> ever with four kids a small dog and the chaos of what normally is happening at our house we're never going to get to that place but there is something cathartic there is something therapeutic there is something in accomplishment yeah right that's it that's it it's like it's a job well done even when it's a really simple thing i i have taken your lead i made the bed this morning after you left <sighs> you did. right you little, you little prince. i want a small award of some kind but here's the thing uh the simplicity of just making your bed and then walking out and doing the dish and then walking over and moving your body like being able to walk through a list of small things that you get to put a check mark next to you next to gives you a sense of accomplishment. It gives you a, a bit of momentum to build on 
during a time where it feels like the headwinds are blowing as hard as they've ever potentially blown? Let's name some things that we've done in the last 10 days. Start a garden. I mean, the gardening thing, I don't want to go through a rapid fire thing. I want to honor the fact that you, you planted a freaking garden. It's doing real well. You planted So twice now, some fool has left the gate open. So we live in Texas Hill Country. We have about 10 bajillion deer around us all the time. The garden is planted in a gated area so the deer can't get it. And twice, someone, I don't know who, has left the gate open. And I am telling you right now, if deer get into my garden... You're going to become a hunter. I, that was... No, I'm going to have a breakdown. Don't have a breakdown. I mean, the the... The quality of my Roma tomatoes right now is the quality of my life. It's a single plant. <laughs> it, it is, is one growing. single plant. It it's is doing so well. Yes. So planting a garden started a compost bin. <laughs> the compost bin has brought you a level of you joy I did not think was even possible. Oh. Not Forget about during crisis. During normal times, yeah. I don't know that this compost bin was a thing I could have imagined because would have brought I've you light. I've always wanted to do it, and I've quote unquote never had the time. Yeah. And you have to know if you're like, what on earth? Why do you want to compost? Well, because here's a fact about your pal Rach I hate wasted food. Like, I don't carry shame except when we waste food. It yeah. makes me feel so terrible. I hate it. And composting is like you are you're you're using every part of the food. Like I ate the banana and the banana peel is now being used to someday in the future fertilize that Roma tomato. It makes me so happy. That's real. You cleaned out the garage. Cleaned out the garage. I could eat off the floor of the garage. Oh, I wouldn't because there's probably still a little layer of sawdust yep. somewhere. But man, I felt so accomplished in organizing and eliminating like truly there is a gift in this season of thinking about what really matters and what of what you have you really need and so going through and getting to set aside a pile of things for Salvation Army made me feel amazing isn't this there is a gift in this season right now of you really understand what actually matters oh yeah and it's not what you thought it was at all it's it's actually a very small handful of things. Yeah, it's I, I I put a post up today, and I I I don't know what I was thinking about, but it was while we were running that I that I thought of it. Um, I'm gonna pull it up because I want to read it. In the rush to return to normal, use this time to consider which parts of normal are worth rushing back to. Mm, that's right, good. like. I know that it's uncomfortable. I know that we are disoriented. I know it's hard. My son Ford in like online learning today had a moment of breaking down in tears because of missing his friends. Man, I want to get back to normal, but I also more than anything am appreciating a break from normal to reassess what of normal is actually good for us. What of normal is important. Like who we hang out with and what we consume and how we work. And like there are so many things that are being afforded to us as a gift if we can see it that way. Mm -hmm. And it's truly a thing that we have to see. You said something. I want to like sidetrack just for one moment if we can. We'll come right back to a list of things we're accomplishing. You said since you have the time. And since you have the time, I'm going to say it right now, is a thing that for some people can be somewhat of a trigger because there are people who hear, and I've said it plenty, hey, You've always said when you have the time or if you have the time, and it feels to me like we have been afforded the gift of time. Some people are like, 
I don't feel like I have any more time. I feel like I'm busier than I've ever been. And I guess the point that I would make in the time conversation is if you were someone who previously worked and had a commute, that commute does not exist any longer. If you're a person who previously was carpooling for the kids or showing up to a PTA meeting or doing something that had a social calendar dragging you into a place on a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday afternoon, those things are gone. And so how you replace the commitments of your life prior to a quarantine with other activities is to me, again, the gift of time. Now, some of you, you've always been a stay-at-home human. There are some people who've always homeschooled. There's people who've always worked out of the house. Maybe there's not a lot of change necessarily for you. But for those of you who now have a kind of time that wasn't previously afforded, there was, of course, a week ago, a time for mourning what feels like this thing that has been put on us and reassessing how it's going to affect our lives and adjusting to this new normal. But here on March 25th, I will tell you, the time is here for us to make the most of what inevitably is going to be a longer stretch of us being inside of this thing and to pivot into how we make the most of an unideal, less ideal situation. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast so a second thing that we're doing and this is maybe a debate oh a debate a a debate and i don't know how this is going to come across and i don't know if people will receive it badly And Dave and I are taking two completely different approaches to this. Oh. I am not watching the news at all. Yeah. Whatever is going to affect me and my family will find me. Do you know what I mean? And if it can't find me where I am, then it won't affect me. And so I refuse to go out and obsess and find information and keep digging and I know it's different for you because you are the person who wants to know what the numbers are and who's sick and all and there I was oh gosh I was watching John Maxwell on something the other day and he was reading a quote from C.S. Lewis C.S. Lewis wrote this beautiful paragraph of when the atomic bomb was made. Yeah, this um, is good. The atomic bomb was created and people were terrified 
everyone was living in terror because they were positive that the world was going to end and they were going to be lost because now there was an atomic bomb. I just want you guys to, I want to read this quote to you from C.S. Lewis. It was written 72 years ago, 72 years ago. In one way, we think a great deal too much of the atomic bomb. How are we to live in an atomic age? I am tempted to reply, why, as you would have lived in the 16th century when the plague visited London almost every year, or as you would have lived in a Viking age when raiders from Scandinavia might land and cut your throat any night, or indeed as you are already living in an age of cancer, an age of syphilis, an age of paralysis, an age of air raids, an age of railway accidents, an age of motor accidents. In other words, do not let us begin by exaggerating the novelty of our situation. Believe me, dear sir or madam, you and all whom you love were already sentenced to death before the atomic bomb was invented. And quite a high percentage of us were going to die in unpleasant ways. We had indeed one very great advantage over our ancestors, anesthetics, but we have that still. It is perfectly ridiculous to go about whimpering and drawing long faces because the scientists have added one more chance of painful and premature death to a world which already bristled with such chances and in which death itself was not a chance at all, but a certainty. This is the first point to be made, and the first action to be taken is to pull ourselves together. If we are all going to be destroyed by an atomic bomb, let that bomb, when it comes, find us doing sensible and human things, praying, working, teaching, reading, listening to music, bathing the children, playing tennis, chatting to our friends over a pint and a game of darts, not huddled together like frightened sheep, and thinking about bombs. They may break our bodies. A microbe can do that. But they need not dominate our minds. Good words. 1948. Substitute. C.S. Lewis. Atomic bomb for coronavirus, and it's as relevant today. So I know that that's maybe an unpopular opinion because lots of people would say that you do need to be as informed as possible, but there are ways to be informed without a media spin. And my opinion, and I want you to share yours because we have a different opinion here. My opinion is that any news outlet is presenting you news in order that you will come back again. I don't care what news outlet you watch. News is a business. News is a business, and it is going to present you information so that you come back tomorrow or again in an hour or in 10 minutes from now to see what's next. And if you want to know which companies are thriving in this time, it is media companies that have news channels. It, it just is. And there's a way to be informed without scaring yourself or giving yourself anxiety. And so for me, I am not paying attention to the news. I agree with you, period. I, I Honestly, I am not debating this. And but if you th- do consume it. I, here's the thing. I consume it a 5% as, as much as I might normally consume news during something that is as serious as this because of every single thing that you said. I, it does not serve me. It does not help me. 
I intermittently am interested in staying connected to what the latest is, but not in a way that I go so far down the rabbit hole that I am now completely pulled into a different mindset, that I am triggered with my anxiety, that I, you know, when I start to feel any of those things, I've tended to have to run. I can't run that much, <laughs> I mean, truly, I, right? There's just, there's only so much I can run. And so I, I 100% agree if you find yourself as someone who is tempted to take the bait from media, news media, and keep consuming, you are what you consume. Yeah. You will become someone who is paralyzed with the fear because that is their business. I, I completely and totally agree. There is a, a way to stay con, you know, con, connected to the story and informed without having to consume a thing that is designed to make you feel anxious. And I would just say, here's a simple answer. The CDC or the World Health Organization going to those websites which are just presenting facts without any narrative attached to them is a great way to get information if you feel like you need it without being influenced by someone's opinion one way or the other. Yeah. What's what's like interesting or maybe even not surprising, the advice that has existed from 10 days ago <laughs> yes. to today same. is the same yes. advice. Preach. It's stay inside. Yep. It's wash your hands. Yep. It's if you have to leave, keep distance from other people and wash your hands again. Yep. And truly, the idea of staying at home or being quarantined or, you know, securing in place or whatever the, you know, the order may be of the day, that is the same advice that was being given before. It will be the advice whenever frankly you're listening to this if the crisis continues because that is the thing that we can do and control. The other thing that we can do and control is our perspective our attempt to move our body, the way that we, like there are so few things that we can control that focusing on those that we can ends up being such a big part of this. I, like, I, I get overwhelmed, and I think a lot of people get overwhelmed when you start thinking about how long or what if. And how long or what if is introducing a million different scenarios into the world of your brain and you can truly only control how you process today. And even for some of you, today is going to be more than you can handle. You might have to think about how you process the next hour, the next five hours. Amen. Right? I would say, so that that's something that's showing up really big. And I know you guys are like, seriously, we get it. You move your bodies. Whatever. I'm going to talk about this until I'm no longer here on this planet. So get used to me saying it. Moving your body every single day is more important now than it has ever been ever and i would say not only are we moving our body for at least 30 minutes every day we're doing it twice and sometimes three times a day because that is the the way that i know how to cope with what's going on and it's an immediate coping mechanism instead of frankly what i want to do which is have vodka at 11 a.m and so literally yesterday um we needed groceries we've been we've been following the rules and only going to the grocery store, you know, every three, four days. And we were low on everything and we needed groceries. And Dave went to the grocery store. We live way out in the country and Austin had officially quarantined Austin like proper. And so I think that when they quarantined Austin proper, everyone went to grocery stores outside the county line. And he sent me a text and he said, Rachel, there's like 200 people in line. And I immediately wanted to start crying because now listen, we are so blessed. We are so blessed, but we didn't have milk 
We didn't have egg. We didn't have. I just kept thinking like I have a three year old and we don't have milk, and she would be fine, right? But as a mama, there's this like shame or fear or what? Like oh my gosh, we don't have these things for our kids. And I had to. I was doing a live stream with my friend Christy Wright yesterday, and it was like ten minutes from talking to Christy, and she'd asked me to be on her live stream so I could talk to people about having hope and courage, and I was like, I am about to have a meltdown because we don't have milk, and I literally took off at a sprint out the back door and ran around our yard five times in the sun, yeah, and came back, and it's what I had to do to calm myself down, and. Praise the Lord for Dave Hollis because he drove around <laughs> until he found a grocery store that he could get. And we got milk. We're fine. We're so fine. I know we are blessed. Um, but it just because we're choosing positivity and working hard to thrive and all of those things, it doesn't mean that we're not freaked out. It doesn't mean that we don't have moments of anxiety if anything, I think our anxiety is quadruple because we don't just have the responsibility of our family. We have 60 employees and their families who depend on us to be strong. So don't think for one second that like we're over here just hanging out and being fine. We absolutely have cried. We've held each other. We've said a lot of prayers. We have had those moments. And I just feel like it's any, it's like anything else. If you fight, more and more and more to bounce back, to bounce back, it, it starts to feel more normal to be positive than to keep falling into the anxiety. I do think it's important on this also just to reinforce. There was a time where taking the rough edges off of a long day with a drink was definitely a part of my every single day. And there are a lot of rough edges right now. And so if you are someone who has turned to something, it could be alcohol or pills or food or whatever, in times when stress is higher, in times of crisis, you right now are going to have to make a choice. Are you going to get through the next two months or three months with a bottle, with pills, with food, with whatever it might, or are you going to find an alternative that can help you process the anxiety in a healthier way? And truly, body movement as an alternative for drinking, for me, like I'm going to cross during the course of this, uh, of this quarantine, having not had a drink for a year, yeah, which is amazing. awesome. And guess what? I'm going to keep on not drinking because this is not the time. <laughs> this is not the time, right? This is not yeah. the time to be having a drink. And so if, if you are struggling in any way, I also want to encourage you, you are not struggling alone. Yeah. There is power in you in isolation. I know that we are all separated from each other. If you are struggling, it's going to even take a little bit more courage for you to raise your hand. But trust me, hear this. You are not alone in this struggle. And there are plenty of people who will happily come alongside you and encourage you to make choices that will serve you and the people that you are trying to pour into during this time. The other thing, I just want to add one more piece to that. Do not fool yourself into believing just while this is happening. Oh, yeah. Because tell me one time in your life where you said, I'm just going to binge eat through the holidays. And then as soon as January 1st came, you got to flip a switch and suddenly you were a totally different person. Tell me another time in your life where you're like, I'm just going to drink through the stress of this season and then... 
the reality is you are going to train yourself back into an old way of coping or maybe you never stopped. Maybe you're using that same coping mechanism right now and you need me to tell you, stop giving yourself an excuse. You are not going to hit a date. We're not going to hit the all clear. We're not going to get the antidote, right? We're not going to have the, the solution and then suddenly you don't need a drink anymore because you now have given yourself an awful crutch that will take you so much more time. Your crutch will be with you long after this vi virus is eradicated from the earth because you are not going to have the, the will that you need and the strength that you need to know how to function without it. Here's the thing. It takes 30 days to establish a habit. 30 days. We are not going to be back to normal within 30 days. So whatever habits you're establishing in this time of pressure will become the habits that you have when normal returns. So be careful, be cognizant, be intentional with the habits that you are choosing to lean into because this is going to become who you are. Amen. Right? I mean, I, I, I like the saying. I've been saying it as I'm running and talking to people. As I'm running uphill, it's a line that you've used, I've used, that the way you take the hill is the way you take life. And this is the hill. I mean, this is the steepest hill. Right. But the way that you show up in this time of trial and crisis is the way that you will know how to show up every time trial or crisis comes up for the rest of your life. This isn't going to be the only hard thing we go through. Yeah. This is going to be the hard thing that we look back on the next time a hard thing comes to remind ourselves of how we get through hard things. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing. So you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions. So you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com therapy60. So that brings me to the next thing that we're doing. And this is probably what we've gotten the most questions about, which is how are we how are we talking to our kids about this situation? How are we managing this as a family? And I it, I you just said this, which is what reminds me. Last night we were making dinner and I thought I was I was visualizing a decade in the future visualizing decade in the future my oldest son is 23 years old holy cow and we're sitting around in some circumstance maybe we're having dinner as a family maybe we're on a vacation and for some reason coronavirus comes up and i thought what you are doing right now rachel will determine the memory your children have of this season so right and you can decide that because there are children who 10 years from now will be like that was the worst season our family ever had my mom was terrified my dad was drinking too much everyone was scared or they won't even recognize the reason why they have the fear they have as adults Ooh. because of it being imprinted during this time so from right. the model that they were You're watching so right and so 
how we are approaching this season is number one with honesty. Yeah. Your kids know something's going on. Like maybe if you have little, little, littles, right? Maybe they're they're not aware. They're just like, hey, mom and dad are hanging out at home. It is what it is. But if you are oldest is 13, then 11, then seven, they know because they are consuming some things, like they're watching YouTube videos or whatever, and they're getting to be in community with their friends on the phone or through a video game. And so their friends are talking about it. And I always heard this, it's kind of random, but I always heard this thing of, it was about sex. And it said, you never want the world to tell your kids what sex is. So good. And I think you never want the world to tell your children what crisis is. You want to be the one that is controlling the narrative of the truth. Hey, this is happening. Yes, this is scary. Yes, some people are sick. Here's what we're doing as a family. We're safe. We're fine. We're staying at home. We're quarantining. Here's why. Being super honest with them about the realities. Like, look, we used to have family dinners where it was like, oh, daddy made grilled chicken and Sawyer doesn't like chicken. He wants turkey. Hey, mom, can I have just some turkey slices? And now we're like, no. Chicken <laughs> is on You the are table. literally eating what is on this table. No ifs, ands, or buts. We are being so hardcore about the realities of this situation. Like, Sawyer was so upset, rightfully so. He was so upset. He wanted to go to his friend's house and play. Like, he has a friend who lives down the street. And he really wanted to go down the street and play like he always does. And we were like, we are so sorry, brother. You can't. Well, when? When will I be able to go play again? And we're like, we don't know. By the way, this was a week ago where other people had not yet embraced the same kind of quarantine life that we'd embraced. And so us having a set of rules in our house that was different from the set of rules at another house made it even that much more difficult. So we have to stay true to how we're doing what we're doing in our house and explain the why behind what we're doing in a way that they can understand. It doesn't make them love it necessarily, but at least there's some context that they have for why the things that we're doing exist. I've I these are some simple things and I don't know, maybe you guys are better parents and you'll roll your eyes, but we've had dessert every night which we have never done before. And it could be as simple as like a single Oreo cookie, but, or, or maybe it's s'mores or I kind of, when I do get to go to the grocery store, I'll just like look for something. There aren't a ton of options, but I'll just look for something fun. And then it gives us something to look forward to of this is, hey guys, we're gonna have this simple dessert later. So that's been a fun thing. We've been doing evening like, bike rides or runs or hey we're gonna sit out in the front yard and play with a ball like we've been doing a lot of stuff together you played a very aggressive four square the other night I, which played i am four here square. for like we're doing all the things where charades is an easy one we, we we're truly using this time to bond as a family because I think 10 years from now that's the memory my kids will have yeah we all also are maintaining bedtimes. Oh, yeah. We're maintaining wake-up times. Oh, yeah. Routine's there are still there. the same kind of technology limits that existed prior to this. No. Don't lie. Now there we're are. Being, we're, we're being... Oh, back oh, this week. No, no yeah. I'm saying like... Our now, first spring, week in spring quarantine. Break. Spring break <laughs> week, all week bets are off. Our first week in quarantine, it was spring break. We were supposed to be in Hawaii and I, both of us were still like, holy crap, this is so 
we're freaked out. We didn't tell them that, but we were like, you know what? Yeah, you want to watch YouTube videos of that person Do playing it. Minecraft all day? Do it. Live your life. Um, no, this we are, week we are th- being, but we are. I would say more. I just want to say because I because I know there's this weird thing that's happening, which is like all of a sudden there's this pressure of like. Now I've got to be a homeschool mom and now I'm going to, I don't know, maybe guys don't see this, but in my social feeds, I see the like, we're doing these special crafts and we're doing, you know, which is Uh. beautiful. If that's you, that's amazing. But I just don't want you to feel the pressure that all of a sudden you're supposed to become a different kind of crafty parent when that's never been your thing. So if you have to lean on some things, if they get to watch a little bit more Disney Plus right now because you're feeling anxious and you need 30 minutes to scream into a pillow, girl, you do you. Scream away. I think the bottom line in all of it is creating as much normalcy in abnormal times. It's like the more that you can stay connected to a game of four square or doing a quick dessert or having whatever it is that can help just keep you connected to something that feels normal in abnormal times, it feels easier to process. Yeah. I okay. Here's this is random, but I really feel it on my heart to say this. Say it. Uh, you, so you're gonna we'll list. They'll listen to this tomorrow, the 26th. That's yeah? right. Okay, good. I really feel it on my heart to say, if you have, if you celebrate Easter and Easter was a special occasion to you, start figuring out what you're gonna do right now. If you have a birthday party coming up for one of your kids. Start figuring out what you're going to do. Like, if the birthday party's four weeks away, I want you to start figuring it out. Because last night, I was like, oh, shoot. On Easter, we have all these recipes, right, that I've made forever. I don't know how many of them I'm going to be able to pull off because supplies at the grocery store are limited. But if I can start thinking about it now, then maybe I'll be, hey, maybe the first time I go, they won't have vanilla wafers. But maybe the second time I go, they will. And then, hey, that's that's an ingredient I need for my pudding. And I know that that sounds really simple, but as whoever is listening, whatever person listening to this is the kind of, like, this Traditions. is not, yeah, this is not, Dave's not super tradition when it comes to, like, food or, you know. I that. like Nilla wafers. Okay, but that's my thing, and I know that if I wait, like, I normally would wait until a couple days before Easter and start figuring things out, and that's been fine, that's not going to be an option this time. So start getting creative now and uh, and give yourself the grace of understanding that it's not going to be like it always was. We're going to watch a church service online. Gosh, I hope someone's allowed. Hopefully there'll be a church service there online. Will be. There will be. And take an Easter picture in our front yard and have Easter lunch with just our family. But if I don't start figuring it out now, then we're not going to have the supplies that we need in order to pull that off. And maybe that seems like... Such a simple thing, but for those of you who are in a similar mindset, like, oh, we always have mama's biscuits on Easter, then just be on the lookout for those things you need. I think, too, you know, if you have a kid who's going to have a birthday in the next month's worth of time, front-loading them now over time to help them appreciate what to expect when their birthday comes Here's how we're going to make it special. And yep, it's going to be a little different than normal. And maybe we'll have to do some FaceTiming with some of your friends or whatever. I would but... Zoom. If I had a kid's birthday party coming up, I would I would talk to all the moms. I would be like, okay, guys, we're all going to Zoom at the same time and we're going to play charades. You know, like I would find a way to to connect the kids because, through technology because just there's something you can do, but you have to think of it in advance. That's real. 
the last thing that I would say that we are doing is being in community virtually. That's it. But fighting really hard for community, even if it happens virtually. I have been doing something regularly that I am in love with. You do. You I do mean, love I don't. I, here's the thing. I am perpetually in this pursuit of joy. I got to find joy wherever yep. I can Preach. get we it. We choose joy. We choose joy. And if you are listening to this and have not intentionally thought about where you're going to find joy today, man, think about it right now. I have been doing these runs where in our neighborhood where there's just open road and no humans, I am going live and bringing members of the community into the runs. And what it's doing is one, man, it's letting me connect with people in a way that in the absence of connecting in person with people makes me feel connected. But also, since everyone is processing this isolation isolated, it lets everyone realize that they are not alone in their aloneness, that we're all processing this together. And there is something reassuring and just seeing like, oh, that person's reaching for joy in this way, or oh, that person. So it, whether it's in our community or any online community, Find a way to plug yourself into something that is reaching for joy on the regular and creating some empathy for what is a totally shared and normal experience of processing hard times. This is this is hard. Your struggle, my struggle, Rachel's struggle, it is universal. And we're Out all going through it together. <clears throat> Outside of social media, I have also been calling family members. I don't normally That's call real. often. I've been having some great conversations with aunts and my dad and my mom and my grandparents and just uh, calling people more regularly than I would have. I did a FaceTime barbecue with your sister last you night. You did. <laughs> um, I also have been writing letters, so like physical handwritten letters, just like, oh, I have this person's address. I'm going to write a letter. Maybe we're going to bring back, you know, I hope Kevin Victorian Costner. Times. I hope Kevin Costner shows up on a horse to deliver you the just post. want to make a Costner joke. I love that movie. I'm the only You're one. You're the only one. I am the only one. Uh, the other thing we wanted to let you guys know about, if you've been hanging out with us on live stream, then you know that it's real. Uh, a week, let's see, on Monday. On Monday. On Monday, we are starting something called the next 90 days. Next 90 days. So we normally do this thing called the last 90 days at the end of the year, which is this idea of being intentional about how you spend the last three months of the year. And we felt like, dang it. Our community needs that now more than ever. So we are doing a community-wide challenge called Next 90 Days. If you have ever hung out with us at the end of a year, then you know that we always do this thing called Last 90 Days. The idea being that we want to live the last 90 days of each year as intentionally as we tend to start the first 30. And when all of this craziness started happening, Dave and I were like, Number one, we need some kind of accountability. <laughs> and we really felt like the community needed a chance to be in community. So we are bringing back this challenge, but we are calling it Next 90 Days. Apropos. Yeah, there you go. We feel like the next 90 days are going to be tough. And that's okay because we are strong enough to handle anything that life throws at us as long as we do it together. So we would love for you to consider joining the next 90 Days Challenge. It is totally 100% free. F-R-E-E. -E. No money to you. The idea is that every challenge exists around doing something we call Five to Thrive, which are the five things you can do every single day that we think make you the best version of yourself. 
as well as we have a weekly theme and give you a ton of information and resources about that theme. Things like how to change your perspective, how to fight for a good attitude, how to deal with anxiety, how to reach for joy. We have so many great pieces of content planned. And for the first time ever, Dave and I will be teaching a class on that week's topic. So it'll actually be a more formal setting than we've had before to make sure that you have all the tools and resources that you need. If you want to join, and why the heck would you not? Because it's just your email address, and then you get a weekly email, and then hopefully you feel better. It You're going to go to thehollisco.com forward slash next 90. That's thehollisco.com slash N-E-X-T nine zero. It That's starts on March 30th. That's on Monday. That's Monday. It's going to be great. We hope that you guys will join us. We know that, dang it, we need this as a community. So, We are all in this thing together. We, we are. are going to get through this thing together. In, uh, in one of the chapters of my book, when I talk through our adoption journey, I reference the fact that 2016 is a year that I do not ever want to actually live through again. And 2016 is one of the years that I am greatest for in our life because of the blessing that the struggle, the slog, the hard tragedy pieces of our story uh, afforded us in bringing us together as a couple, in showing how resilient our boys could be, in testing but proving how strong our faith could be. And I am 100% sure that we are not going to enjoy, nor will we want to repeat 2020, but we will in six months, in two years, in 20 years, look back on the gifts of what this did for us in having shown us how strong we can be and having created in us a sense of resiliency and perseverance that was forged in having persevered through this together. Absolutely. Let's go. I love you. I love you.